You're listening live to Right Side Radio with Phil Williams. It's hard to go wrong when you're on the right side. Right Side Radio, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Alabama's syndicated news talk leader, Right Side Radio, Phil Williams, live in the Right Side Studios. Man, local, state, national, covering down on all the issues. And like the dude just said, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Well, it is Friday. We got we got to make the sound effect, Boomer. You got the, you got the boom for me? We got Friday. It is there. You have reached the end of the week. <laughs> Welcome to the end of the first work week of 2023. So I've been watching these machinations, you know, up in D.C., like the rest of y'all. I've been watching them earnestly, probably more so than, you know, the average citizen because it's what I do, right? But I'll tell you this. um, I've been watching some of the rhetoric that surrounds it. Wow. Have you ever been in the middle of something that was like somewhat tense already, only to have one of the participants just deliberately make it more difficult by saying something that was, you know, unnecessarily inflammatory, if you will? Literally just throwing gas on the fire, taking a tense but otherwise productive moment and just blowing it up. Well, to me, it's a sign of a lack of control, even arrogance, and sometimes a lack of professionalism. I will never forget once in the middle of a very contentious legal battle, I was huddled with the opposition lawyers in a side room. All right, the judge had ordered all the counsel to go sit in there and work it out on whatever the latest point of contention was. Well, these lawyers that I was dealing with, they had already become some of my least favorite people in the whole world, and one of them was so bad that I had a running list of ethics violations about him that I was considering reporting to the State Bar Association. But in any event, we were directed by the court to go sit down and to come to some terms. So I was trying to do that when one of the other lawyers taking issue with one of my suggested outcomes just looked at me and said, well, Phil, I just think that you're on some kind of a moral jihad here. Okay, I came out of my seat on that one. Having recently completed two combat tours in the Middle East, the very idea that anyone would use the word jihad to describe anything that I said or did was something I was not willing to overlook. And I told him um, very directly, as he sat there in stunned silence, what I thought about his poor choice of words and his poor choice of clients. And then I went out and told the court that we were not going to reach an agreement that day. Well, basically... In that case, we might have gotten somewhere that day, but for that one man's ill-spoken comments that served only to make a difficult situation worse. And listen, I'm, I'm not perfect. I've said some things in my day and had to retract my statements and even ask for forgiveness. Just ask my wife. But it's one thing to be in the heat of an actual argument and say regretful things while emotions are high. It's an entirely another one to be in a professional environment, speaking unprofessionally. I mean, the world expects professionals to act professionally, to present themselves professionally, and yes, to speak professionally. In the first chapter of the book of James, we're told that, quote, anyone who thinks himself to be religious and yet does not bridle his own tongue, he's deceiving himself and destroying his own witness. That's a bit of a paraphrase, but think about it. What it's saying there is thousands of years ago, James was inspired to put down in written form how important it was for someone to recognize that if they run off at the mouth all the time, it'll serve only to destroy their own reputation even to the extent that people will begin to question their credibility on things that matter. In that case, in the case of that passage, he was talking about faith-based testimony. But I believe we can also apply that same principle to other aspects of life, not the least of which is what we expect of members of Congress. So just this week, we've been watching the tense floor debates and perpetual voting of the House members as they 
vie for who will be the next Speaker of the House. And I'll be honest, for his part, I will say that I believe that Congressman Kevin McCarthy has handled the public display of votes that have been rendered against him as professionally as could possibly be hoped. I'm sure he's been animated behind the scenes, but honestly, his public demeanor to this point has been very noteworthy. I've even seen him clapping for those who were nominated to run against him at times. That's a class act. Will he be Speaker of the House? Well, that remains to be seen, but his public persona is intact, and I'm glad of it. I wish I could say that about some of his colleagues in the House. So let me just name some names. I will name names of people that need to learn better how to govern their own tongues. You ready? Representative Cory Bush, Representative Dan Crenshaw, Representative Matt Gates, and Alabama's own Representative Mike Rogers. Yep, it's a bipartisan problem, with some folks having no clue that their words can be more destructive and that the better part of valor might be just to shut their traps for a bit. So yeah, Representative Cory Bush... A fine example, if you will, of the fact that apparently anybody can be an elected official in the United States. Cori Bush actually came out on the national network and referred to her Republican colleague, Representative Byron Donalds, as an Uncle Tom. Her words, not mine. She went on to say that despite being a black man, that he was a racist who was nothing more than a prop and helping to promote a white supremacist agenda. Wow. I mean, just Wow. But when someone whose sole life experience before being elected was nothing more than being a race-baiting activist, well, we shouldn't be surprised, right? But then there's Representative Dan Crenshaw, somebody who I've had a great deal of respect for in the past. He's a wounded Navy SEAL veteran now serving in his second term in Congress. Crenshaw has lately become the poster boy for condescension, standing there shaking his head on national TV, throwing his hands in the air as he adamantly derides anyone who disagrees with a vote for Kevin McCarthy as being somewhat of a not-team player and holding up the show unnecessarily, even going so far in one interview as saying that the dissenters need to get in line and, quote, shut the blank up. Well, it's past time for Crenshaw to take his own advice. Then there's Representative Matt Gates, someone who has recently come through a scandal of his own and is apparently never one to choose his words carefully. Inflammatory is the way he likes to operate. Gates, among other incendiary comments, recently said that with regard to Kevin McCarthy, Quote, if you want to drain the swamp, you can't put the biggest gator in charge of it. Well, comments like that smack a grandstanding, and they only serve to more fully jam up the process and cast his position into one of belligerence instead of principle. And then there's the one that may have actually been the worst of them. Alabama's own Congressman Mike Rogers. Now, I've known Congressman Rogers for a bit, and I was surprised to hear Representative Chip Roy recently cite him as one of the chief instigators of dissension in this whole process. Mike Rogers is on record as recently referring to the members who were still voting against McCarthy as nothing more than political terrorists and threatening to use his leverage as the incoming chairman of House Armed Services to have them all stripped of their committee assignments. Well, apparently that went over not so well. A recent report that I've got here on the table indicates that talks broke down at that point and that Mike Rogers is better than that, better than that. He, of all people, should know the value of open and transparent debate and the haggling that always goes into making deals on the floor of the House. Well, the end result of all of this, I'll be honest with you, is that we're going to have a Republican Speaker of the House of Representatives. Of that much, I feel certain. And it will likely be Kevin McCarthy. And when this is all said and done and members have been fully sworn and seated for the 118th Congress, there will be work to do, good work, meaningful work. And I would strongly suggest that the members get a hold of their tongues and remember that every word they speak out of turn right now is one they're going to have to live with later. We need professionalism. We need members of Congress to start bridling their tongues. And that's a wrap for the Right Side Way. Uh, there it is. 
I'm just going to tell you, it's it's been something to watch. I mean, rhetoric is rhetoric. I get it. Sometimes somebody's going to say something. It's going to sound a little inflammatory or they're trying to get a good soundbite out of it. Other times, though, completely unnecessary. Just stop. Just stop. All you're doing is making it worse. There's no need. And uh, to me, that comes down to a matter of professionalism. And truthfully, if you want to destroy your own witness, keep opening your mouth. All right, folks, Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back.
And we are back. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Solid, conservative, just plain right. Saving the world one soundbite at a time. Uh, got a great show laid on for you. Like I said, stay tuned because at 3 o'clock, uh, uh, Annette Funderburg, she's the president of Ingram State Community College. They have a special mission. We're going to get off politics for a while and go talk about something that's more of a success story about something happening here in Alabama that needs to be made known uh, more fully. So that's Ingram State, which uh, is the is the dedicated education pipeline uh, for the prison population here in the state of Alabama. And, and some amazing things have been happening there, by the way. Um, so we'll talk about that at, at the top of the hour. In the meantime, uh, we'll also be covering down in a minute here on the congressional chess, which is ongoing. I just, during the break, uh, had Boomer turn the volume up on one of the uh, screens here as um, uh, Representative Perry, who chairs the House Freedom Caucus, was talking. Uh, they have definitely made some movement. Uh, he's got some work to do among his own members. Uh, but it was, uh, it, was, it, was, it was a good interview, so I'll tell you about that here in just a moment. i got to tell you, too, the text lines are open. You want to jump on board? Uh, there's one number. You can call it or text it, 833-687-4448. That's 833-68-RIGHT. Um, we got uh, several folks brand new on the text line today. Hugh from Gadsden. Hugh, uh, glad you're in the uh, queue there with us, bud. Thank you. Uh, Kenneth from Hartsville, just uh, with regards to my monologue, just said, well said. Thank you, Kenneth. Appreciate that. Tony from Piedmont, uh, outstanding monologue. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. Terry from Hartsville says, uh, loved your monologue, but why should they shut up? Okay. She says, America loves the Democrats who shoot their mouths off all the time, like Maxine Waters, Wilson from Florida, Al Sharpton. Uh, I get it. I mean, I think sometimes it's like, you know, showboating, grandstanding, uh, just hearing yourself talk, and, and people tune in. It's like watching a train wreck sometimes. You just can't turn away. Um, but, uh, but if you're trying to resolve a situation, then maybe, maybe there are times when you just um, sort of wait for some of those comments till a better time. You know what I'm saying? Um, so anyway, Terry from Hartsville, thanks for the, uh, for the comment. John from Huntsville just texted in. <laughs> John. John, give me the business about the triple dipper. He says, come on, Right Side Radio team, finish the week off strong with a completed triple dipper because so far you're just one for two. John, why are you man, keeping a list, man? I think he's going to keep a list this year. <laughs> We're going to find out that John's making marks on the wall for how many times I get the triple dipper done. Um, if I don't get it done, it's because we had so much to do. That's, that's all there is to so it. So much good content. Good content, Boomer. Good content. That's right. By golly. <laughs> it wasn't because we were sitting around here eating maple bacon donuts. Nope. Because those are indeed, by the way, the uh, official food of Right Side Radio. Oh. <laughs> Speaking of which, I think I, <laughs> I may have to run by the bakery later on. Um, but, yeah, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's good doings. Um, well, so, listen, um, as we move forward, you want to jump in? Just text us. Call us. 833-687-4448. That's 833-68-RIGHT. Uh, Mike from Huntsville just texted in. Says, um, love the band music. Said, nothing like starting with Slash on guitar. I agree, man. That was good stuff. He says, makes you think about the commercial he's in right now, trying out for the band. I've seen that commercial. It's yes. pretty funny. You seen that? Yes, that's a good one. He does a riff. Same, same one, right? Same one. Yeah. It's the same one. So there, it makes me think, oh, we're about to start the – no, we're not. It's a little garage <laughs> band, and they're, they're like, you're hired. Oh, cool, man. Um, okay. All right. All right. So what do you think is going to happen, Boomer? Are we going to vote anymore today? Um, we just did I, what, number 13? Uh, number 13. Yeah, I think they're move, about to move on to 14. 
right? Are they? Correct? Or is it thirteen? They're moving on to thirteen. I think they've done thirteen. I think I think I think he's lost twice today so, so far. So a question would be: There's a couple people missing, right? Today, out of the my understanding, yes. Right. So will will they just recess it, or will they go on and just do another vote? I don't today? know why they would vote again today because right. it seems like they've gotten close enough to where there's apparently a few people they've got to just go talk to mm-hmm. and say, "Look, dude, what's the deal?" Um, there's only what seven seven now that are six, holding out six 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 there oh yeah we go. yeah so yeah only six more to go I, actually I take it back he only needs four more oh there were six holdouts he only needs four of them um, so he he was at two four McCarthy was at two fourteen on the last vote had six people voting against uh, the process here um, and I understand that Representative Ken Buck from Colorado had to be out today for a medical uh, appointment. And then somebody else, uh, unknown, but somebody else apparently is missing because you can tell by the numbers we were missing two votes. Mm. Um, and I don't know what those votes would do. Those votes might be for McCarthy. I guarantee you somebody's on the phone going, Ken, if you were here, which way would you vote? And, uh, <laughs> you know, what's Buck doing? I don't know. Let's wait for him because, you know, who knows? Those two that had to be out today, which, by the way, this is part of life. You find out that members of Congress are actually just real people. They have doctor's appointments and things they have to go to. Um, So, yeah, lo and behold, uh, we are looking at Kevin McCarthy walking off the floor right now. We'll see if they're going to come back for another vote today. I'm going to bet they adjourn. We'll talk about it. Congressional Chess, Part 4. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Y'all stay tuned.